Welcome to Fake Movie Experts, the movie review podcast that breaks down a movie franchise one movie at a time. We're doing the Blair Witch franchise this time, and we're doing Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. It was a movie. It was a doozy. And let's just get into it. I'm your host, Joseph Lussell. I'm alongside here with Ricky Marticelli. You know me, I'm just in here hanging out with my thotty owls. Yeah, Keith, I stole your joke, bitch. What? <laughs> <laughs> He's a good witch, a bad witch, or just a big old bitch. Keith Sweatland. <laughs> oh, hey, damn, hey, that this was is the best a, one yet. Hey, thank you, a, thank you. This is a, this, this, this is thotty owl. <laughs> <laughs> thotty owl one. <laughs> No, I um, think uh, um, Joe's bringing some heat for things that are happening outside of the podcast into no, the podcast, and I'm okay no. with it. No, no, things outside of the podcast. This is a candle-burning, POD-listening kind of episode. Christ. This is a late-night This is a late night version. Jesus we're, Christ. We're going to do this as a... This is M-rated. Look, I just saw too much Jeffrey Donovan ass not to talk about Jeffrey Donovan's ass. Who's Jeffrey Donovan? Um, uh, have you seen Burn Notice? Burn Notice? <laughs> No. Have okay, you? Then that's it. Jesus. Uh, no, he's in that, sh- <laughs> that show that everyone loves about like the cold place. Oh, Burn Notice. Is that no, the autistic? Not burn Notice. <laughs> Is that the autistic like CSI guy? No. He's God in. Uh, damn you, Ch- Keith. He's in Fargo. Yes, that's the one. Fargo. The he's TV in Changeling. Or the movie? Uh, Changeling, Keith. I don't know if you. Jesus Christ! Are these a bunch of TNT dramas? No, uh, it was USA. First for, of all, it's notice. USA. And Burn Notice is a well-liked film, sir. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Burn in, Notice uh, was on from 2007 to 2013. He was in uh, Wrath of Man, the new Statham movie. This guy, like, I mean, I'm all for making, like, supporting actors, but his, like, big achievement was just having, like, cream drip out of his mouth. He's in Listen, Sicario too. Him <laughs> and Kim that? were like by far the best actors in this movie, and it showed. And they're like the, C level actors. Was Kim the goth? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she ruled. So, also, we can actually just call them Jeff and Kim, and they're real names. Yeah, because they did that oh, again. They, yeah, they did it again. Uh, this movie came out in uh, October twenty seventh of the year two thousand. A year after the first Blair Witch came out, because the production company was like, "We need a sequel right now." The uh, rush star- production really showed. Uh, stars Jeffrey Donovan, Stephen Baker Turner, Erica Leishan, uh Kurt Lo- Loder was in it for a split second. Yeah, Kurt Loder was probably the most important. Uh, Tristan Schuyler and Kim Director were the main uh, actors, and their names. In real life, are the names of the characters in the movie? So that's no way. That's her like actual name. Like that's a stage name, right? Kim Director. Like, there's no way that's her actual name. Maybe Maybe. I don't know. Uh, The director I said was. uh, (laughs) Okay, Rick, calm (laughs) down. Look it up. (laughs) Joe Joe Berlinger. uh, He's only really directed um, TV and like music uh, documentaries. I will tell you that these movies were uh, helped written and produced by the directors of the first Blair Witch. So there's that. 
Guys, oh, as man. a connection, though, this uh, director was a producer for Jeffrey Epstein Filthy Rich TV mini doc series. So, like, Check yeah, was he there? Yeah, is Jeff going to actually talk this time? <laughs> uh, he's probably hanging around. <laughs> oh screen, my Jeffrey. god! I don't think Keith caught your line, Joe. That was Damn it, the Keith. that was no, the I darkest did. thing I think you've ever said. <laughs> Holy shit! The only, the only problem with that joke is that he didn't do it himself. Oh, well, no, he clearly <laughs> oh, didn't. Yeah. Oh, shit. So, boys, this is our... Honestly, I I know it's mine and Rick's first time. And, Keith, you said you watched this before? Yeah. What, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember watching this? It was pretty recently. I remember, remember it very clearly. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch it when it came recently? out? <laughs> and why? I watched it, I think, about one year ago. But but why? Because I wanted to watch the Blair Witch series. Um, Is this a plot twist for like why I picked this one? Because I kind of did it recently and I I like enjoy the series. <laughs> no, fucking just, plot twist. <laughs> no, it's just the fact of like you just watched it recently, and I'm surprised that you would pick a movie that you just watched recently. Do well, one year is a kind definition of recently. Well, we also, just all, I mean, who wouldn't want to watch the Book of Shadows? The Blair Witch 2. I mean, all right. this was a perfect piece of cinema. We just oh, watched all the Marvel movies a year ago. Are you going to rewatch them again? Oof. No. Yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> so, I, hold on. I've been saving this one-liner. I was I, I wrote it down on my notes. I've got this really good one-liner for this movie. I was going to save it for the later in this podcast. But... All right, Keith. And before you do that, let's no. talk about the plot. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Boys and girls, gather around for the reading of the plot. Of the Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. We open with like, it seems like we're going to have another docu-mockumentary series. And then it just suddenly stops. So I just had to get that in there because I was fucking weird and made no sense to the rest of the movie. The actual plot of the movie is a man and his girlfriend. Girlfriend? Fiance? Girlfriend. Uh, Fiance. The witch? No, the no. um Tristan, the the girl what that were they? Oh, the actual witch. Let's just say <laughs> yeah. the relationship. Yeah, they had a relationship and they were studying the Blair Witch phenomenon from the first movie because the whole basis for this movie is how like first of all, the first movie they just out that the first movie is fake with this movie hmm. by saying it was fake, or was it? We don't I'm glad know. you guys held the hard pause. Was that a question? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was a hard. Ah, oh, Keith, you just rhetorical. It was rhetorical. Thank you. And then you hard pause to make the listeners wonder. I'll hard pause you. Okay. Yeah. So they go into the woods. They find the house, which, by the way, not a house anymore. Just stones. Weird. No, they just uh, they did destroy it. So they were just doing a whole like studying the area their whole research was based on like mass hallucinations and just fake shit because of like people just wanting the Blair Witch situation to be real and then some weird shit starts happening shit follows them back people start turning up dead poor tourists from China and Germany turn up dead and gutted and ladies and gentlemen that is really the plot of the Blair Witch 2 there's not a whole plot to this 
They go yeah. into the woods. Scary shit happens. The witch is back. Stuff happens that doesn't happen. Stuff happens that did happen. But doesn't. But we don't know. Yeah. A lot of Jeffrey Donovan butt. The other chick is yeah. naked, except when they need to do a frontal shot where she's then wearing panties. I like the hair nipples. They always do the like the hair taped to the nipples in the 90s. That was a big 90s move. But like they we, also we, showed her nipples. Yeah, when you don't want to go fully nude and get close up, then they cover them up. But when, yeah, I don't get why they... Like, uh, they, like show, a, they showed her boobs, and then they also just didn't show her boobs. We got the mermaid, the clam mermaid shot. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what it was. <laughs> Very strange. But... Also, this movie fucking slaps. I loved this movie in the way that it was a piece of trash. What? Okay, hold on. You heard me, Joe. So I remember vividly with this movie coming out. I'm just going to jump to the next section where we talk about when this movie came out. That's fine. No, no, it's it's not fine, but I'm doing it. (laughs) We're doing it live. Yeah, we're doing it live. Fuck it. I finished this movie seven minutes ago. Okay. I'm like and, um, 27 minutes ago? I'm like seven hours ago. Yeah, all sevens. Just a little bit, just a little bit above 6.9. <laughs> is that funny? <laughs> is <it> funny? <laughs> Listen, this is going to be a weird podcast. Yeah. Okay, it, okay. so for in the year 2000, Keith. No, I remember. Year 3000. This was when I was a prominent, like, heavy visitor of Hollywood video. Oh yeah. And I remember this, I remember so specifically like this VHS slash DVD case appearing at the video store and how cool it looked. And there was every once in a while, every once in a while you'd catch a trailer of it on TV and it was so exciting looking. And I I remember it was, it was during the time it was like, when I I still wasn't allowed to watch R-rated movies at home. And it was like this movie looked especially gruesome and like twisted, and in my like twelve year old mind, I think there was probably nudity that was going to be in it, even though I'd never seen it. So that made it even more exciting. So like this, I remember this movie was really, really exciting even before I saw it, and I didn't see it until like probably twelve or thirteen, maybe fifteen years after it came out. I didn't see it. <laughs> I never saw. I've never seen it. I I do remember the cover, like I slightly remember the trailer because of them, like the hallucinations and stuff that they do, and how freaked out they are. And I was just confused about them calling this a Blur Witch movie, based off the fact that the first one's a found footage one, then this one is a you know. A real movie, but they some they do here and there the found footage type, you know, ca- shaky camera routine during the movie. Um, it was like set up to be like a setup for a found footage. Like they were yeah. filming the found footage, and we were yeah. watching that. I guess yeah. is how it kind of works out. It's a mockumentary inside a documentary. You're, you know, like they're we're doing the what the cast is going through but what we're we're not going to see what they're filming because we are and from the other side of the camera um we got one like keith what about you like uh, you like it because you picked these movies oh i liked as in um okay no that's 
that's that's a more complicated question than like do i like it or do i not like it like is this movie bad yes <laughs> oh like it is an absolute trash movie to like the nth degree is this and movie I'm... scary no <laughs> but is this movie like weird that's kind of what it that's like i was talking about this movie a lot a little like in my head i was or i was thinking about this movie a lot during the last episode for blair witch one in that this movie is so like because i'd fairly as we alluded to earlier i'd fairly recently seen it as in the last uh, year mm-hmm. and i this movie just blew my mind with how odd it was is it was um okay now I've, i'm speaking i get my opportunity to do my one-liner that i've just referenced, I referenced twice so picture audience if you will a pair of cargo shorts that has been given a soul and given life and given one million dollars and a video camera and um the ability to write a script and choice of soundtrack cargo shorts made this movie this is as if cargo shorts made a movie dude how much do you think this director while like filming this and then editing it was just like yeah fucking yeah this fucking (laughs) slaps look how good this is i'm gonna win fucking awards for this shit this is awesome like that's all I felt as I was watching. I'm like, oh my god, the guy who made this thinks he made an absolute masterpiece. Either so, that, or I like to imagine the opposite of just like an irony lord being just like totally like thinking he's pulling one over on us. Like these dumbasses will like anything. <laughs> so Artisan is the uh, the production company. They were unhappy with this, the director's version of the film, so they had to opt out to, for reshoots for certain scenes to make this more of a traditional horror movie element and recut the movie to make it more commercial. The director repeatedly states on the DVD commentary that he doesn't like the changes that were made <laughs> and that they ruin the ambiguous tone of the plot. Okay, hold Dude, on. I've, I've, I've I got need a, guess a for those fucking, scenes. what was the director's name again? Joe Berlinger. I need the Berlinger cut. So, oh, word, word. But no, I think those two scenes were the director's vision really shines through or where the owl makes like human emotions. <laughs> There's an oh, owl. When he's getting eaten. When the <laughs> yeah. owl gets eaten. Okay. Sorry. The owl's in three scenes. Yeah. There's two scenes where the owl just squints its eyes and looks mean. And there's one scene where the owl gets eaten in a hallucinatory manner as if it's a KFC chicken wing. First of all, sir, there's four scenes because there's also a found footage scene where the owl's like <laughs> dancing and or making out with the Wiccan witch. Yes. Oh, those oh, naughty this owls. This movie's so good. <laughs> no. So like we can like this movie's just weird from the get-go because it's like they show the like news coverage of the Blair Witch project that takes place um in Maryland, and then they like they show uh, Jeff, uh, Jeff, Jeffrey Don- uh, Donovan's um, character, and he has like a buzz haircut. And then, like the very next scene, or is that a is that it's supposed to take? Because this movie's supposed to take place like literally a year after the movie was released. I think that's like pre stuff because like they're alluding to the fact that he was in a psychiatric ward. And like that was like they were doing like very brutal things to someone in the psychiatric ward. Because he talks about how he's a big fan of this movie. Everybody's friendly. 
but he was at the hospital when the movie came out. So he got out and then watched it and became this hyped person about the movie. But it's just like weird because it's like, you know, Buzz haircut. And then like literally like three months later, he has like a fro, like a whole mop top hair. It just blew my mind. Just the pacing of the time frames of this movie. That is probably the thing I hate. And this isn't just like this movie thing. It's something I hate in movies in general. I hate when either TV or movies show you the ending and then jump back to the beginning and show it through. Or I hate like what they were doing in this one where they kept like showing snippets from the future. It's like, just show me the movie in order, asshole. Like one, the snippets thing was just kind of stupid and made no sense to the pacing. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's just like, well, I hate that aspect of movie making slash TV making. And that's why they were doing, that's why they, the artisan had them reshoot the movie because they wanted to do the snippets here and there. But like the Berlinger crap, his idea was to have the interrogation scene be a full like eight minutes <laughs> instead of doing throughout the movie for us to not understand what the hell is going on. He wanted it to be like the very end. Damn, give me the Berlinger cut because that sounds way better than what they did. So I'm guessing this is going to be a theme of this episode to where we're talking about how the like the the idea of this movie is pretty cool, but the execution is kind of silly. But uh, the idea of this movie is about the murder of five tourists, the gruesome murder of five tourists. Yeah, and then we we, get, we, we see someone we see we see we get see someone's throat cut within the first two minutes of the movie in the in the beginning credits. Yeah, but the 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 idea that this movie is about the murder of these people and we have to piece it together ourselves it's pretty clever. So I'm just gonna I want to start that conversation now. So it's like, a clever idea, but a poor <laughs> a poor way they did it. I think it's just. The whole idea of the movie is amazing and a great follow-up to Blair Witch, actually, in my opinion, to go like, hey, look, this whole thing where people thought it was real or not, clearly it's false, or is it? And it, it was just really piss-poor execution. Like, there's such a good movie in here, but this is just such a hot piece of shit production <laughs> that it's disappointing of how good it could have been with a good director and a good, like, vision for it well and with that the narrative they chose is about the only way you can follow up the Blair Witch I think and like have it be cool and still creepy is to sort of show this like fourth wall meta narrative kind of thing and they made it kind of cheesy but I mean there was some scenes I liked like I liked the interviews of the folks trying to like do the dark side capitalism thing inside of Burkittsville and sell sell little trinkets and shit. I thought that was pretty clever. That part was I thought the other like interviewees like were so trash compared to the first movie. Like I instantly in the beginning was like, you already see the big step down from the first movie mm-hmm. and like the production quality with how they were doing those interviews. Like I'm just like, oh, well, like this instantly just feels worse. Well, the first movie was so okay, hold for musical comparative the first movie is very like punk rock like very diy garage kind of style and this second movie fits the time and the soundtrack very well it's this pod marilyn manson corn limp biscuit kind of vibe 
where everything is over the top and everyone's wearing cargo shorts. <laughs> like everything's kind of silly and exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. But I don't know for I you I I I see what you guys are talking about the whole idea of the movie being I see something. It's a big who done it type movie. I just think they did a poor execution of it. Oh no, I 100% agree with you on that. And like yeah. There were elements to this movie that could have been terrible. I mean, let's be honest. The opening like first 5-10 minutes of the movie we get an abortion plot line. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do. Like early two thousands, late ninety. I mean, fucking twenty twenty one now, still a hot button topic. But like around this time period, like a red hot topic. Like it was that was just a big part of like Bush's campaigning, wasn't it? Oh yeah, no, I like, believe so. Yeah, gun guns and abortion will be a hot topic and until we die. But um, and so like, like we go right into that in the first five ten minutes of the movie of like, oh, you're pregnant. Are you gonna keep it? <laughs> yeah, I'm like fuck. Well, and along with that, this movie, like, I think this movie really because it came out around the same time as Fight Club, and this movie had like Fight Club energy to it, but a lot dumber. <laughs> and like, so it was this, uh, like, there was this the same kind of camera style. I think it was this. It was the late '90s thing where they were doing this, like like high emotionally charged, like highly emotionally charged things combined with quick camera movements and like witty snappy dialogue. And it was very, it's very weird. Combined with a witch and a telepath, apparently. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, so let's break down the crew we have. We have, we have, so basically the plot is that the, you know, a portion of the plot is that they're going to go. Jeff has a Blair Witch hunting, uh, uh, job that he takes people on tours of the Blair Ridge situation. Uh, he runs a website like Blair Ridge webcast or something to sell merchandise. And then he does his touring with two people that sign up Tristan and Steven. They're the like studiers and the pregnant lady who's been doing following the history of the Blair Ridge. Yeah, then you have two witches, Erica and Kim. Erica is I hide, I like to call the good witch because she has <laughs> I asked Mother Earth for may I take this leaf from you? Thank you. And then Love you have the goth scene. one. Loved it. Loved it. Then you have goth Kim, who's like the typical grunge rock goth witch that if you think of a witch, this is who they look like. She this wasn't movie, a witch. She was just a telepath. This movie hates She kept women. calling herself a witch, though. <laughs> no, she didn't. Yeah, she did. No, no she, Kim didn't ever call herself a witch. Everybody else Eric, did. Erica just called went, her a witch. She just called wanted to herself get drunk. a witch. She kept on wanting to get beer. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, that was such a huge point that was mind-blowing to me. You're going through, like, mass hallucination and, like, losing your grasp on reality. I know. Let's drink and smoke more weed. <laughs> Well, that's like the whole idea of the whole movie. Like, it's like they go out to the forest. They run into another group of ghosts. Uh, uh, not ghosts. Uh, the Blair Witch hunting. Very tour, funny then, scene. Very they funny they scene. were the Blair Witch walk. Yeah. You're the Blair Witch touring of the Blair Witch walk. And, you know, the tour is like, hey, walk, go walk your ass to the other area. Because we're done. You know, we, we got here first. 
Well, then, like, um, a very clever whole thing about spooking them being like, oh, we saw that shit up at the rocks. It was terrifying. And, like, tricking the Chinese and German tourists to be like, <laughs> yeah, we got to go see this. I haven't seen anything yet. Also made no goddamn sense that the German tourists spoke fluent German and that the guides understood her. Yeah. <laughs> in the uh, credit, in the cast, they, they're called stoners. So, so, like, yeah, sure. But like the purpose of them going to the like the house or the remains of the house, first they notice a tree there, and the guy's like, "This is not supposed to be here. This is where tr- the house used to be. How the hell did this big ass tree get here?" So hallucination number one, <laughs> and their plan is just to get super drunk and super high. Loved it <laughs> to stay up all night. Yeah, because, you know, nothing keeps me up all night like getting trashed. Like, like straight up downers. <laughs> and then, by the way, a couple of things before we get too much further into the story. I think we should talk about Kurt Loder and the presence of uh, MTV News. And do you guys you guys remember MTV News, 10 to the hour, every hour? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I love that. That was when yeah. MTV was the best. Yeah. Okay. And then the next one is a really cool deep cut reference I'm about to make, but... At the start of Independence Day, it started with a young person being carsick also. And in this movie, there was a young person being carsick on the way to the adventure. And I thought, for some reason, that popped into my head and it seemed worthwhile to talk about. I What? Weird connection. I don't yeah, get the connection. Carsick car young people in the beginning of like, like surreal movies. I had forgotten about that TV intro. That was really cool. Those were just snippets from actual things from the first movie, right? And they yes. were just, they were. Oh, yeah. Cold. That and they like were, the doc, they, and they that, like, Roger the documentary. I, that was the most terrifying thing in the movie. We saw the ghost of Roger Ebert. Yeah, he he showed up. It's terrifying. It's 2021. What's he doing? I was like, it's a fucking ghost. It's <laughs> <laughs> <That's> absurd. <laughs> and we know how um, much the ghost of Roger Ebert fucking loved the first Blair Witch. Yeah, it's like, it's according to Roger Ebert, it's one of the greatest movies of all time. <laughs> and honestly, I love the first one more now after watching the second one. Honestly, getting a more deeper connection to the lore. One of my favorite bits about the whole movie was the lore setup of what like broke the witch and created her on her evil ways. That that scene to me stole the film and was actually like the only scene that was a good like movie scene was when Tristan was completely broken and just describing how she was viewing the witch tied to a tree being traumatized by these children as she was like dying from hypothermia and shit. Oh, and as we get to the third one, remember the tree. That's the all tree. I'll say. <laughs> yeah, remember the tree. <laughs> um, but you know, you know, what's funny is like the fact like they're so they decide to drink and smoke weed all night. But is it the pregnant woman drinking too? Oh, yeah, she's hardcore. She is. Night. What? No, she's no, not. She's drinking. Wait, was she drinking? Yeah, yeah like, she was getting trashed the whole time. Okay, the husband or the, cool. the boyfriend husband's like, you're drinking them pretty heavy right now. You might want to slow it down. Oh, that's tight. Because Which for someone who wanted to keep the baby was weird that he wasn't like, hey, you're pregnant. Maybe, you yeah. know, don't drink a bunch. Six weeks pregnant. Hey, it, yeah, it's I mean, it's her uh, it, it, it's her little uh, squirmy, squirmy baby inside there. She should get drunk if she wants to. 
I just want to get to the morning and talk about her next scene in the river. That's fine. Let's do it. Then like, okay. then like the, you see like the next scene at first, you don't know what it is because she's just walking down into a river, like fully clothed. And like, I'm like, I, at, I, with a blanket, I was thinking, remember with a blanket, oh, I was folded say, up. I thought she was, oh, really that going, was like, good. That was good. I thought she was going to like take a swim or something. Cause I didn't know <laughs> what like the scene was going to be. But then she drowns the blanket. Then you're like, oh, shit, it's a baby. That and baby leg. It's a baby. Baby leg or arm. Whatever it was. It was a was leg. the most plastic looking piece of shit I have ever seen. Yeah, they didn't that try very hard. That was so bad. You knew the baby died because it whipped ass, ripped ass so much that it had like the bubbles coming up to like <laughs> blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm gonna name my next punk band Bloody Baby Fart. <laughs> there it is. Which of course right eventually down. leads to her miscarriage, where she bled from her vagina and her nose. She had hyperthermia too, by the way, guys. Oh yeah, they kept on saying she was cold. I mean, yeah. isn't that when they're saying like obvious? Well, this was like post her having been like reincarnated, like the witch had incarnated her, or like gone into her. Yeah, is what we're going with at that point. Like, what yeah, what was yeah, the name they the gave? Because they named the witch it's Ellie. A A. Yeah, I'm 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 Barella. A A. No, before we get too much further, I just want to say I I like the tree bit. I like the part where the tree appears. That that was that was kind of spooky. I like the tree. It's like, what the hell? And then no one minded. Like, no one minded. Hey, what's, this, what's up with this tree? Well, because it had been there the whole time, Keith. Your Jeff was just trying to spook him because he was leading a tour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, yeah. they're like, and uh, when they later on, you know, when they check the film, the tree's gone. And they're like, oh, look at that. Tree's gone. Oh, tree's okay. not gone, but it is <laughs> very precisely placed to be pole danced on as just a small twig now. <laughs> It's a tiny, it was like a tiny stick. Yeah, it was a pole. It was a pole. It became a pole. Oh, because we got a sweet witch orgy. Oh, that's going to add to my cool. I've got some really good headcanon for the next movie that you guys are probably going to hate. More so, Ricky, because you shot on my theory for the last one. But what was your theory for the last one? That the witch controls the shape of the land. Keith, I'm in now. I don't. The, the witch is all powerful. I've completely bought into your mythology uh, now. The, the witch controls the shape of the land. Okay, never mind. You and I are soldiers in this battle. And if it isn't like controlling the shape of the land, she clearly can control like perception. So she's just controlling their perception of the land to make okay. them do whatever she wants to. Do. Well, then my head cannon. She um in Dungeons and Dragons terms, she levels up. Between this one and the next one. <laughs> also, Keith, I completely buy that she can change the land now because the house is there in the first one and it's just stones in the second one. And I think that tree's really there too. In in my mind, that works. Well, yeah, I, I well the house is gone because of the fact that they demolished it. That's but, the, that's what they said. But when they, did they demolish it? They said it like right after the movie came out and all the fan stars. So well, I that think was real it, life. That was real life, Joe. That wasn't the movie. They demolished it because people were going. So I'm just going to put that in play. Oh, we're putting real life in the canon now? I like it. You're damn right I am because it comes out in the 2000 and the movie takes place in 99 and that's around the same time that they demolished the the, the house. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So they're using real life canon in that canon. Because because remember in the movie, they're basically saying that this movie, the first one was fake. So that's what... 
fully here for us slowly building up Blair Witch Cannon and how much I am just in on it at this point. <laughs> like, it was so... The, the movie is trash. Like, I keep saying that, and I love it. But the movie is a piece of garbage. But the cannon they built in this movie fucking works. Like, the actual cannon works so well. Like, the witch just completely kills your brain and you just do shit and you don't remember it or remember why or how you just stab poor what was her name wendy as she's just trying to like not sell you beer because they penny. hate people who look different there's penny Dude, that, Did, that that scene is so good i oh, love the, the so store good. scenes kim, <laughs> kim fucking killed it in this entire movie like she is What's by the, far the best actress in this entire movie is that the something director Kim, yeah, director. Kim director. Yeah, what what was she in? She's in something big. Like she's been this. in a lot, actually. She's been acting pretty like her and Jeffrey Donovan are the only people that have been acting steadily after this movie. Was she, she was in, in, was she in Freaks and Geeks? No, you're thinking of um Oh, I was thinking of the other lady. Yeah, uh what's her face? The biggest um, thing she's done recently was the Deuce, the HBO drama. That's a big deal. Uh, and then she's just had like a lot of bits and series and stuff. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, but her I love loved her character. And that's the, the scene when they meet her when she's laying on the graves and they're they're like, Hey, are you like trying to connect with the dead and like be all cool and spiritual and badass? She's like, No, I'm fucking tired. You people are weird. <laughs> that partly cracked me up. I loved it. After watching the full movie, the director fucking hates the internet. Um, probably hates video games because they decry at the end of the movie how violent things lead to people doing violent things. That's a good segue for my theory here, Rick. I'm sorry, I got, I got to cut Ooh, you off. Let's go theory then. So this movie was right around the Columbine shooting. Oh. This, so this was like like Marilyn Manson was part of the soundtrack. This movie was right during the like the big moral outrage of violent video games. There's, I mean, the, the the outrage for violent video games shows up every three to five years pretty reliably. But this movie appeared right during the time when like like art like art was being criticized for being too violent or weird. And it was that's I think that adds to why I thought this movie seemed cooler than cooler and better than it really was before i saw it even like like 10 years before i saw it (laughs) Mm -hmm. so this movie seemed cool and mystical because like oh my god this movie is like this movie was like scandalous you're saying he put it in the movie as a way to point and laugh at the people who say such things i think i mean it was kind of it was too it was too close to it for the writing to be that spot on but i think it was accidental okay but yeah, because that way, scene happened, I'm just like, God damn it, really? We're just going to shit on the internet and blame everyone else besides mm-hmm. the people involved for their actions? Uh, by the way, the uh, scene of the cemetery when they pick up Kim, she's laying on a tomb marked Treckle. Uh, according to the companion mockumentary Curse of the Blitter Witch, uh, Ellen Treckle was one of the Blitter Witch alleged victims who drowned in the creek. So there's your connection to... Yeah, they kept on showing that name. See, and that's another point. Like, there's so much good in this movie. Like, there's so much lore building and all this connections and stuff. But the execution was so poor of the actual movie. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's bad. The acting's bad. One of the things, the things are, this movie reminds me of now that I'm thinking about it, and we're talking about it, is that the the after after Zelda: Ocarina of Time came out, Nintendo wanted to crank out a sequel really quickly, and one of the, the famous stories of Zelda Majora's Mask, which came out right after Ocarina of Time, was this like rushed development and rushed narrative, and these like. The game came out brilliant, which is sort of a, like again it goes against the story of this movie. But the this Majora's Mask turned out to be this like sort of cult hit, and which doesn't quite apply to this, but it almost does. Because I think we're going to start the cult of the Book of Shadows, Blair. No, I hope so. God, also, if we there was we no did. book. No, you would be normally there really. is. Yeah, like, wait a second. I just thought about this. The movie's called The Book of Shadows. But there's no book. There was a shadow, by the way. There were some shadows on the owl's eyes that made it look more angry. So, an, when an owl appears in some cultures, the owl means a sign of death. A sign, but, a sign of thought? Is that what you said? Death. <laughs> yeah, it death. means there's thoughts around. <laughs> yeah, it's hot thoughts. Uh, also, I, I didn't notice it, but I guess in the dream sequence of the baby being um, murdered, you can see a shadow of a stick man emerge and get come higher into the frame. Cool. So I there's your shadow. See that. But... Um, I mean, that, there, there's that in this movie, but then there's just like a bunch of 22-year-olds getting <laughs> way too drunk. And I loved that scene when it's like, because I totally get that logic when they show up to the campsite and they're like, all right, let's drink. <laughs> like, I loved it. It was so like on point. It was like, okay. Well, and you could make the argument that like there was no witchcraft bullshit. Like it's just people got super drunk, super high, and just like went crazy and did crazy <laughs> things because they were so drunk and high blacked out decapitated a german guy <laughs> I, I mean it. are you gonna say you've never had that night whom whom amongst us <laughs> <laughs> all raise hands i remember um, hans he was a good guy and now his head's down in that lake yeah. uh yeah it's it's like the it's like what we've been talking about how for this movie, there's the hallucination stuff of they, you know, they go back to, you know, they wake up and the guy is all his stuff's destroyed. You know, who did it? Well, they find tapes buried down there. So they go back and <laughs> stick your hand in deeper. I love yeah, that part. <laughs> that's what she said. And they go back to Jeff's house and they want to check the videotapes. And then there's more hallucinations happen. Like Steven, the fiance, husband, whatever, to Tristan has like telepathic sex with Erica. Well, I think that was was a remembering of the orgy sex because when you see the film later of the witch sex orgy, he did bareback her from behind. Oh, she he did he did. By the way, what the fuck was she talking? About? Like Blair Witch One is probably the least horny movie we've watched on Fake Movie Experts. Mm-hmm. I like, could yeah. Oh, when they were talking about how like you're in the, like this super like intense situation, how are these people just not fucking in the woods while they thought someone was trying to kill them? I don't know. It's like they're all gross and their dicks probably smell. Like why would like why would they fuck in that tent? That's so weird. Also, like <laughs> they're going on like 
hour out two hours of sleep a night and like are just like completely bonked out and whacked out like apparently that girl was just horny 24 7 no, I, mean, she, I mean she rocked i liked her like, like she what becca was that her name yeah she yeah she ruled no erica like, erica, erica sorry erica ruled no, uh, <laughs> that was yeah, my point. There was how much Erica ruled. Yeah, we go. Uh, we'll go back to the um, uh, I, I, the reference to the one about them saying how she never wanted to sleep with them. Where uh, the actress Heather from the first one brought a knife into the forest while filming and was taking places with her because she didn't like the idea of sleeping in the same tent with both guys. Cool. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be honest. That's fair. I mean, really as tight learned, quarters watching that movie. Like, I wouldn't want to sleep with those with Josh and Mike. They're probably stink. As we've learned over the last few years, men are. I mean, I think we've always known it, but it's really come to the forefront. Men are terrible. We're <laughs> we're terrible creatures. Here, here. Unless you're unless you're Josh. Josh was okay. <laughs> One thing I didn't like about this movie was there's like the quick cut of like random things of like someone getting stabbed or tied up and like, where's this leading up to until you find out at the end, it's just them murdering everybody, but it's just like awful. Like the whole movie. Awful. Like I got it during the credits to begin the movie. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But then like all of a sudden, like we have to figure something out. Boom. Cut. And it add, like it added nothing. Like it, if anything, it threw off the pacing of the movie because like it was Agreed. so like such a weird jarring cut that had no attachment. Like if it was somehow like sparking a memory from them doing it, then fine. But like it was just random and like not connected in any way. I was just like, what is happening? What did you guys think of the idea of them doing that slash and then showing like interrogating interrogation scenes with? The with Jeff, Steven, and Kim. I hated it. Those scenes, like that whole part of it, was awful trash. Because you threw it, it, they try to throw you off, or like, why are they being interrogated? When is this taking place? Yeah, I wish that would have been a little more mysterious about the interrogation because the whole movie is about the murder of this group of tourists. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting. I like that a lot, but like, that's like, like that's storyline C in this movie. And that's the best that's the best part. And I it should have been kept at C. <laughs> yeah, like it's like they needed to really like because one, it just kind of gives away the fact that they murdered these people and like we're just getting like they should have stuck to the first one more of like just showing us the slow like unraveling of their brains instead of just showing us the end where their brains have already unraveled and they're trying to like put back together what happened and how none of it could have happened. And they just can't deal with the fact that it happened. Cause I think, do you think they try to play that off of the fact because they have, we have to see Jeff in the estate asylum to start the movie. I think they really, 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 really wanted to have the Marilyn Manson song at the start and, like when you have scenes in a psychiatric ward of like needles and like hoses going in noses playing along with Marilyn Manson music, it looks really cool. And I think they really wanted that. That's my theory there. And like, like, I didn't see it close enough, but like in those files that like had information on everyone, which we never find out where that came from, which is really fucking creepy. I think, I think there was from the cops. I just think they thought of it or like it, 
it's one of those things of like it oh the witch was showing them something from the future so like got incepted Something you know, like goddamn witch. It's very goddamn witch. (laughs) It makes the movie so much better when you buy into Keith's theory that the witch just does this shit because it just makes it so much better instead of just being stupid plot holes. The witch is a level nineteen sorcerer. Those are like really you're gonna you're gonna undersell her like that. You're not gonna give her the full max out twenty. Well, no, a level twenty. That's like uh, that's like Bahamut and like. That's like high level drag. No, 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 no. There's no, plenty Bl- of people who are level twenty. Blair Witch is not level twenty. Man, you're you're on. I mean, now you're gonna die. To well, who Blair watches? Witch. Who watches the Blair Witch? Like they're level twenty. <laughs> no one takes the Blair Witch. Just owns the forest. <laughs> okay, the Don't Blair Witch. When we play Dungeons and Dragons soon, probably on this podcast, which would be a cool episode. Oh my god, can we do a Blair Witch D and D? I love i i do uh I do a spectacular witch cast on my uh d and d by the way, a coven they get bonuses I'm just saying okay, let's get into this what if We're there's two what, what if there's two blair witches imagine how powerful they'd be together ladies and gentlemen, listen to the now branched off uh podcast here on no Cell entertainment we're gonna jump onto the d and d bandwagon that's taken over the internet yeah, the past five it, years check out the wizards of the coast website and if you want to get a hold of monsters manual player's handbook and uh the dungeon master's guide triple pack go to the Amazon and put in promo code fake movie experts. Look at that shit, 75% off. <laughs> Only viable in Antigua. Yeah. Um, the director, by the way, had the all the, the main cast watch various horror movies concerning the supernatural demon possession and satanic rituals so the actors could be prepared for Jesus. the role. Can it's Disney can Disney buy this? We didn't watch fucking Blair Witch yeah. One. <laughs> Blaze it up, baby! Can Disney buy this and remake it and make it good? Because like I'm hooked in Blair Witch lore now. Like the movies aren't that great, but I'm hooked in the lore. The lore is really good. Oh man, I'm excited for us to watch three. Sammy gets so mad at me when I start talking about head cannon with three. <laughs> three looks like wait. it might actually have moments where I'm scared, comparative to these first two movies. <laughs> um, so Dude, let's what talk. Was, before Joe starts something, yeah. what was up with the like wet girl who was like twelve and not a baby? Like, what was who that? Who was that? It wasn't the witch. It wasn't, was it a dead kid? Is it, maybe? yeah, was it just was it one the of the witch. seven kids? Or no, probably that's not one the seven. Witch. That's not the witch. That's probably one of the seven, seven kids. Like, what the fuck? What was she doing there? Was she just like, I also was almost drowned as a baby? Like, what was that? Yeah, I don't know. it was dumb. And the, okay, I've got another moment before we get yeah. too much further. No, keep going. No, there was don't a moment. Talk, do that. Don't do that. Just talk. Don't, don't, don't push me. <laughs> I'll push you to the edge. I'm there was a there was a, there was a moment there was a moment in this movie where uh, I think it was saliva that was playing right before the tourists showed up, where they turn the music off when the tourists show up, and then they turn the music back on when they leave. <laughs> it just made me laugh so hard that they've got like saliva or like POD or whatever it was on tape or CD or whatever, and they resume playing the new metal soundtrack when the tourists leave. And that just uh, that made me smile. Did you also <laughs> notice when Kim drove to uh, stab the clerk lady in the neck and get some beer? Because I mean, who hasn't been there? 
Yeah. Uh, Wh- whom amongst us? <laughs> that she slapped on. I forget who it was that she put on. It might have been POD, but on a CD player that was plugged into the tape deck. That's tight. I was like, yeah, I remember those days. <laughs> it, it, for like, so for me, it's one of those like common sense type scenes. For like, you know, when they go to the grocery store once and you see the same people, and then when she goes back a day later at you know at a different time, it's the exact same people and the exact same situation. The guy fixing the um, uh, beer area, the big, the crazy lady buying all the ramen and noodles and shit. And it's just like, wouldn't you put two and two together going, this is kind of odd and weird that they're all doing the same thing. Joe, what don't you understand by all powerful witch? <laughs> but the all powerful witch has the three teens outside telling the goth Kim to suck his dick. I mean, <laughs> whip it out. <laughs> the witch had a bad experience with children, and that's just a part of it. But so, so when Kim I'm really disappointed, ba- those three kids didn't get run. Like I thought they were gonna like she was gonna hallucinate hitting the seven dead kids, and then actually hit those three kids, and didn't. And that disappointed me. It's weird to me that the um, the wet little kid wasn't part of the seven. You know what I mean, like. And or then later in the movie, she was dry. Empathy. Nickelback's part of the soundtrack. I'm sorry yes. to interrupt, but I had to look. So I'm I'm about to hit y'all with some highlights here. We got oh, Marilyn geez. Manson. Okay. We got Dave Grohl. We've got Poe. We've got System of a Down. We've got At the Drive-In. We've got Elastica. We've got Queens of the Stone Age. We've got uh, Death in Vegas. We've got P.O.D. That's pretty important. Rob Zombie, very important for these kind of movies. Yeah, this the soundtrack drove. Man, if you could have slapped in some Lincoln Park, you would have really put in my rage high school days. Oh man, my just like I feel bad about myself because I'm a teenager, and teenagers feel bad about themselves because they're you know a lot of hormones and chemistry going on in a body that's not yeah. prepared to deal with such things. That's kind of like remember that, that it fits into my cargo short theory of this movie. If cargo shorts had headphones, they, they would Nickelback would be playing in them. <laughs> I don't I'm feeling a little attacked right now for like me in high school with that line and I'm just gonna try and walk past it. Walk past it. I'm not putting I'm not saying a bad thing about cargo shorts. They're great. And or nickelback who you want us to go see if they ever come close to us on tour. No, no, don't mix that up. Limp Biscuit is playing in Sacramento this October and I want to go. No, but I think I thought we also agreed that if Nickelback came within a certain mileage of us, we were going to go. That's part of our social agreement. Yes, without question. (laughs) Without question, whenever Nickelback comes around. Yeah, we have to drop what we're doing. (laughs) Guys, it's a Wednesday. We all work. Fucking Nickelback is Nickelback at the amphitheater. We're going. I will be fired if I go. (laughs) It's fine. You made an agreement. We're we're blood brothers. We're Nickelback blood brothers. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um. So, what did you guys think of the hallucinations? What we like, what they dealt with the whole time? Because I I want to save the orgy stuff in a little bit. It was just, it was bad. <laughs> like the the hallucinations were all so dumb. It it's was like, silly. hey, I'm hearing dogs, and now I see dogs across this bridge that's not actually collapsed. 
we think we can't leave, so we're going to hallucinate that the van is crushed, but we know it's not crushed because at the end of the movie, we see that the van is fine. So if Stephen, because when Stephen falls, when the bridge falls to enter the house and he's hanging and Tristan isn't dude, if he drops, does he just die? Or, you know what I mean? Because if it was just a hallucination that the bridge fell. But also, Joe, not a hallucination, all powerful witch. Yeah, that's part of my headcanon of this movie is that they did that the orange they, they really fucked. Like that was real. Yeah. Oh yeah. And like they the bridge really collapsed. Like the van was really totaled so that they couldn't leave. Like all powerful witch, dog. It fixes everything. That's nice. the only that's the only way this movie like makes me happy. So if also, you guys really want to change that. <laughs> no, I'm fully bought in with that, Keith. All-powerful witch. Keith, I am going to change it, though. The all-powerful witch doesn't change the cameras to, like, make stuff happen. She changes their perception. Yeah, that's right, because the cops just show them the tape, and they're like, yo, you did this. Like, yo, like you, you straight it. up just yelled at her, <laughs> murdered her, and then yelled witch into the camera. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, think, I think it's the all-powerful witch just showing what they thought what they think what they thought i think the the all-powerful witch turned down the nickelback song when it's (laughs) first because jeff just because you know they go back to jeff's place and then they want to review all the tapes and it's just so funny it's just like what was that like uh like it's i think it's the all-powerful witch showing what they you know what she wants them to see, but the real audio, real tape is seeking through. Yeah. No, 100%. So, way, like, do you guys remember the behind the ear headphones he was wearing while he was in video? I had a mode? pair. Dude, I, I, I <laughs> fucking wanted and then had and loved that so much. Those, if I, I wore the two individual ones, it was the one that had the band around the back. I had the band. Like I'm sure, like that whatever his name was was probably wearing those headphones at Columbine when he shot those kids. Oh up. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, dude! But that with a Walkman, fuck! I feel, like remember yeah. not just a Walkman, shockproof Walkman. So yeah, that you'd be right. moving around, but not. Skipped. I I, I want to buy. <laughs> the I songs buy don't the... skip when the bullets fly. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> I want to buy like the over the ear, like those the you know wireless ones. I bet they'd actually stay in your ear a lot better than like first gen earpods. Oh, these AirPods suck. They just fall out no matter what. I can do a drastic turn and all of a sudden I lose, you know, both of them. It's like Keith buying Magnum condoms. Like it's just it's never gonna stay on. It's just not gonna stay on. Yeah, my dick's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I you know I, <laughs> Or is it? Or Fucking is it? Blair Witch hallucination. All powerful witch. <laughs> <laughs> it wants to make everybody else all insensitive. By the way, I am now making. <laughs> I'm now making yeah. fake movie experts canon that anytime there's a giant plot hole in the movie, fucking oh, witch did it. Witch. Fucking witch did it. That's what um, happens in Fast and Furious Seven when when they they, they they Paul Walker walks off to the beach and they just they talk about him like he's dead. All powerful <laughs> witch, and that no one. Aff- like talks about for eight movies that Dom has another brother who looks nothing like him. All power for which uh, hit him. Yeah, just kept it just kept it dark in our minds till we got yep. to the ninth one. So we had to see John Cena's terrible acting, which you not. can hear us talk about right here on NoSellEntertainment.com. 
One thing I thought was funny with him reviewing the footage is first Jeff not wanting to sleep because he's constantly wanting coffee that no one will make for him. And he is too lazy to go make himself. It's that really own, pissed me off. It's his own house. <laughs> like go yeah. make your coffee, asshole. It's not that hard. <laughs> yeah. Go walk downstairs. That's all you got to do. But also like the fact when they come across like a, a real life thing that's cutting through the fake footage and like, you did you see that? Okay. Let me enhance the, the monitor. And then let me hit the sprinkler and then I'm going to enhance that. And it's just like, what? Thank you, Joe. That was, I loved that part. Cause it was, I think CSI was out at this point. Like CSI was a thing at that point. We're like uh. CSI had made that the thing where it's like, Hey, we have grainy, terrible, like CCTV footage. Let me pull it up and enhance it. It's like, motherfucker, that's not how pixels work. Well, and also there was literally supernatural things happening on camera in front of them. And they were just like, okay, whatever. <laughs> like, like, I love that part where like you see the video of like the girl dancing around the pole. When you can't see anything. It's far away and blurry. But like, then you get one still image that somehow is perfectly clear showing her tits and face. Well, and they never question it. It's just like, well, the tree's gone, and there's this naked dancing woman, and it's Erica. Clearly. (laughs) Makes sense. CSI, the CSI's first episode came out in October of 2000. Damn it, so they probably weren't using... Oh my god, CSI stole Zoom and Enhance from Blair Witch 2. Yep. That's my headcanon now. Fucking witch did it. Yeah, fucking, uh, like, Gibbs ain't got shit on... Gibbs, that's uh, you, you mean Grissom? That, that who's the Gibbs is uh and uh NCIS. NCIS. Who's the tech lady in NCIS? She dresses like I don't know. Director. I don't the one that, that looks like Kim Director. Yeah, she dresses like Kim Director. <laughs> I hate that name. It sounds so stupid to say yeah. out loud. It makes me get nauseous. <laughs> it's like, can we like, talk to the director? Like Are you talking name? to me? But she's very good at acting. Shout yeah, out to she was spectacular. I loved hey, her in this movie. Yeah, Kim Director, if you're listening, big fan. Uh, where is she? Uh, Paula Perrette, Abby in NCIS for you, Keith. Thank you. That was I important. Look it up. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, but yeah, like just them like enhancing the footage and then rewinding it. And then fast forwarding, and then pausing at the right moment, like someone's literally naked. supernatural that? things happening. They were seeing witches and ghosts, and they were just yep. like, "Well, this is weird." Joe, don't yeah. forget also to unlock the hidden footage. They had to press buttons backwards. Yeah. So and so saying "lol," they spell "lol" backwards, and then boom, we're, then they get the footage of what they really did. And what they really did was a giant orgy. Hey, yeah, they just, hey, like, hey! You know, we fucked. Hey. <laughs> They also brutally murdered five people. Yeah. If I was done, I would have been psyched. I'd been like, yo, we all fucked. This is cool. <laughs> <laughs> and like, we he, fucked because fucking crazy whack job just lost her baby over there, told us to do it. Yeah. yeah. Like Tristan is the, uh, is the mastermind behind this orgy. <laughs> like that was the whole premise of like the scene because it's just like, what, like, Everybody's banging and she's in this cloth. And then and she's like, like staring and watch. She's the, yeah. she's like the cuck in the corner smoking her cigarette. <laughs> yeah. Fuck my wife. That's great. <laughs> Keith really liked my cuck loved line. It. Just loved it. But like, what's like 
Also, where'd she get the stupid shitty robe? And the machete. Blair Witch. Ah, fair. All powerful witch. witch. God damn that Blair Witch. But like she what's the time and outfits? What's <laughs> the point of her doing all that? Like where's the end? She's been inseminated by the Blair Witch, and that's why they had, the baby had to be miscarried because the witch had overtaken her womb. That's my headcanon. Yeah. The the witch kicked the baby out of her vagina and went into the womb to take her over. Hmm. I don't know. Way, I don't know uh, about that. I don't know. About also, that. that's what Republicans think an abortion is. Oh yeah, it's mostly it's mostly vacuum cleaners. <laughs> hey, hey, and rusty like hangers. That's right. No, but one of the things I liked about this movie was the like the silly ass set design. Most of the time it looked kind of bad, but I actually liked that house. I liked the house they were in. Like with that goofy bridge and the weird. That wasn't dog. a house, it was a broken down factory. Yeah, yeah. I like I liked it. I was I was on board. I mean it looked very fake set designy, but sure. <laughs> yeah, but they like shot it. There was no like it was actually like shot in those rooms. There was like several rooms they were shooting in. It wasn't just like some like hallway at Warner Brothers. It, it felt it, it felt like a it, it felt like a movie. I mean, the whole production value of this film to match a f- previous film we watched on here called The Predators. Predi- the Predator. The pre- Predators. Yeah, Predators and The Predator. Whichever one that was the shitty one with my beloved um, Olivia Munn. Oh, oh, that's the yeah, predator. That, that looked like a straight to sci-fi film. This looked like it was made for sci-fi, and I don't or mean S Y F Y. I mean S C I F I. So, yeah, looked, like, because yeah. I said I said earlier how uh, Artisan Entertainment, the production company, wanted the sequel to come out as fast as possible, but the original director was like, "Hey, we're not comfortable with this," and they preferred to wait and uh, until let the hype slow down but arison who had the rights at the time decided to produce the sequel without um the directors directing just gave them executive producers credits and the, they came out and they said they had little input to this movie and disliked the final film to be fair joe from what you told us with your deep myth lore keeping ways they barely directed the first movie it seems like the three actors directed most of the first movie yeah. They did. Yeah, that's true. That first movie was such like lightning in a bottle. It's like a. It was early internet, like crazy, could never happen again type thing. Like mm-hmm. this, it's like, it's sort of like bigger, like sort of like 30,000 foot level looking at this, these movies, but like, so like Halloween one, Freddy Krueger one, Scream one, like all these movies are so different, but they all spawned all these sequels. Like this movie could have been that. This movie could have done it, but it didn't. And I'm I can't figure out why, because there's a really good premise here. Because it was super rushed. That was, it was just rushed. Just, when you try and force things through just to make money, it never works. It's like um the you know, Blair Witch one came out in ninety nine, the second one came out in two thousand. Think of um uh scary movie. Scary movie came out mm-hmm. and everyone's like, that's a great movie. And then they're like, wait, we need to get another one out. Cause scary movie came out in 2000 and then they did scary movie two in Oh one and then three and Oh three. So they had to do boom, boom, yeah. boom. They really pumped those shits out. Yes. 
I think like as me, I, w- I would be on board if they wanted to make like four or five more Blair Witch Project movies. <laughs> I don't know. I'm going to save my take for that for the newest one. <laughs> yeah, we'll like, wait and l- see. Re- realistically, they probably should retcon everything after the first one and just start anew. But I'll see when we watch the next one. Yeah. It's next big, time. Yeah. It, oh, yeah. On the next one, yeah. I watched it. Um, I started a new thing I'm going to do for, I think, movies where I don't really care about knowing the premise or anything. I watched the trailer for Blair go. Witch 2016. It hooked me a little bit. It has a good premise. So I'm I'm semi-excited for it. Does, does, the I trailer show, that. does the trailer show the YouTube angle? No. Well, kind of. What are you talking about? Because it shows him, like, seeing a video of his sister and being like, I think that's my sister. Because going back, going back to found footage, there was there like a, there was a COVID horror movie, the one like one of the first COVID movies, I think, at least that was famous enough to make the news for COVID movies was this COVID horror movie, which was shot entirely on Zoom, and it was really cool. It was sp- spooky. I liked it, but it was this like it was the premise. There was like this. It was the movie consisted of these like six people, and it was this. They were having like a friends reunion over Zoom. Oh no. yeah, okay. I know what you're talking about. And like they all slowly start dying behind them. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was it was great. And it was like I forget the point I was trying to make with that. <laughs> just, that it was a, just clicked a good movie in your brain. Yeah. One thing yeah, I yeah. really didn't like about the second movie, they didn't all die. I feel like they all should have died. I That's hate that true. the three these of them survived. Sucked. Like there's no way they should have survived. They should have just all died. It would have been cooler that way. These people yeah. are very disposable. Because you have the because you have Erica the good witch. Um was she, she a good witch though? She was trying to talk to the Blair Witch. And I think because so the thing we've seen through the first two movies, the witch really gets called from either fucking with her shit or now calling her. Because remember, she was calling the Blair Witch because she oh, wanted to damn. commune with her. Do you think she talked to her right there? I think like <laughs> Especially like the second time when she was trying to call like the other witch, that's when like she totally lost her shit and was like being taken over by the Blair Witch. Yeah, because there's a scene where she yeah she picks the leaf and she puts the rocks down and she talks to the witch and that's before shit goes that really gunny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, like, but just like stop fucking with the witch's shit. Her and the um, couple were going to leave and then they noticed the hallucination of um. The car is destroyed. Well, remember, she says, like, all right, I'll take you, whatever, that's good. And then she goes to get the keys, and then she's gone. And then they discover that the van is trashed. Keith, probably since you probably saw it, she's in the Texas Chainsaw Massacre remake in 03. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I saw that. Okay. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> yeah, she disappears. There's too many movies in that series, otherwise I would have picked that one. They, she <laughs> we need a break from big series. Yeah. <laughs> She disappears, and then they find her naked in the closet, in the, looking in the corner. Uh, call back to the first movie. Oh, I, I didn't pick that up. That's pretty. And clever. they turn her around, and she's dead. But but bum, remember, bum, they also bum. saw her in the woods earlier. But yeah, no one could one, understand how she got outside because no one heard the stupid dog barking alarm. Well, well, Tristan is because she's losing her mind, and then Steven is because he's now telepathic combined with her after them banging. I mean, it, do you not do you not build a telepathic connection with your partners when you raw dog them from behind? Just me? 
Just you, buddy. Uh, just me? Oh, okay. I, I fuck with the perception of time and space. Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> I will tell you guys this, though. Although this f- film has a, was poorly received, it does have a large cult following. Oh, I'm sure. Like, fucking, I'm a part of it now. This film's amazing. Damn it. Um, um, so let's talk about so what really happened. So we get the, to the point of uh, Tri- uh, Tristan is losing her mind, and they everybody believes that she is possessed by the Blair Witch. And then they take they she walks up to the top of the house, little walkway area, and she ties a noose around her, and then she keeps antagonizing Stephen, and then Stephen rage quits and shoves her and hangs. <laughs> But no, she Murders. is fully, I mean, from their point of view, however you want to argue it, she is fully encompassed by the witch because she says a line saying little Tristan isn't here anymore or something akin to that. Like a, like an exorcist type thing, like Rome, you know, we're not here right now. We'll leave a message at the beep, you know? Yeah, she pretty explicitly um, says I'm the witch. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, so, and then it's weird because like, so they shove her and then it, instantly goes to the news coverage of well three people have been arrested for a murder in this house i yeah that ending sucked so then we as we said earlier in the show that we get cut scenes of interrogation scene and then we like find out that jeff kim and steven have been being interrogated by all the murders that have been happening in this house so we go to uh kim who was like I didn't do anything. And then we find out that she murdered the manager you know, front, you know, the cashier at the local uh, store with yeah, a, like, fi- a nail fire low fire. Jeff load. and Steven get in murder, like key, like other antagonists of the movie. Kim just like fucking stabs some random bitch at a convenience store. She rage quits on her. And then we find out that Jeff murdered or may have Erica and then in the nude puts her in the closet. Cause we never actually see Erica get killed. Yes. We see him like del- like delicately laying out her clothes, super weird and stupid scene. Um, and then putting her in the closet, but we never see him actually kill her. Yeah. We never see her get killed. And then we see Steven telling the police to, you know, watch the videotape because he's innocent and then they show the, the tape and, and, of them. And he, and he just does it. <laughs> yeah, and he just does it. So there's there's a movie that, ex, like, we've, 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 we keep hinting at it, but there's a movie that exists here where, like, the we there, we're meant to think that the police are these bad guys that are accusing them of a crime they didn't commit, but they clearly did murder this group of tourists. And it's interest. There's a movie that's interesting because we're not sure how they did it, but they did murder these tourists. But they didn't quite pull it off here. But like, I like the idea enough that this movie's concept is cool as shit to me. Well, like they established <laughs> that the sheriff has always had it out for Jeff. Mm-hmm. Like he's just like hates him and has always been trying to pin stuff on him. Like, yeah, there there is greatness here. Had it been given three to four years to actually be written yes, and produced in like an actual long form way to actually like iron out everything. So why is Jeff in the mental asylum in the beginning? I don't think we ever find out. 
We never do. He saw the witch. He probably because he kept on talking about the witch. That's what I'm getting. But no, this was before he knew anything this is before about the, the movie. Witch. He didn't know anything about the movie. Oh, you see, I kept when I was watching it a second time, I, I kept on thinking like, oh, this takes place after. No, because when they're doing the, uh, this is after, but he was in an insane asylum when the first one came out. Yeah, no, I thought he was in there though. Like, yeah, uh, never mind. I no, he did, he mentions it. I guess like, it does hey, say though that he's lived in the area the whole time. He has. At, so he would know about the witch. Cause like the first movie established the canon that everyone in the town, like at least semi knew the story. Like it was well known to the town folk. Oh, if the witch was like crazy, powerful enough to drive someone crazy. <laughs> I mean, Keith, I think we've established the witch is all powerful and can do whatever yeah. she wants. Yeah, yeah. Blair, old Ellie can do it. A A. Um, what is that? Uh, Rihanna. Yeah, but uh, you know, <laughs> is, I, I I will say this. I agree with the fact that they have a a fant- like a great idea, a fantastic idea of a plot. It's just when you give them four months to write it, you know, or something like that, to be like, "Hey, make a movie, make it about this." Go. Oh, we don't like it. Like they're filming scenes, uh, like. Weeks before the release of the movie, Jesus, a, a lot of the scenes were filmed before the release of the movie, so they can um, make it more, uh, you know, a horror film esque. That's a I, hardcore money grab. I think that's how they threw the stuff in there about art and violence, and what made me think of Columbine. I think that's how they got me. Was with one of those late shoots. That that's my theory there. Um. Like like additional, there's like additional interrogation sequences which which are intercut throughout the film, but they uh, but that's in uh, the Burge, uh, Berlinger cut, mm. um, four hours long on HBO Max. Use a promo code Fake Movie Experts to get one month free. Um, <laughs> this yeah, um, because they think that uh, you know they call it like the Burlington original vision of a linear native, uh, narrative that begins as a lighthearted romp in the woods, almost as a spoof of the Blair Rich phenomenon, before descending into a downward spiral. That's pretty on point. Yeah. Um, uh, and I loved it. Uh, let me see what else. Horace uh, and Forsen recut, reshoot scenes to make traditional horror film, creating this way to see as more of a commercial film. Um, Release namely, the whatever his name cut is. Namely, the footage of the main characters murdering the foreign tourists was shot weeks prior to the film release date and was incorporated into the film as flash cuts to add more visual violence. Fuck, imagine uh, how much better had it been had we not seen those. It was just all inferred. Uh, Berlinger later say that he felt the gore sequence added into the film fought against the ambiguity uh, as he tried to nurture that way. Damn it. So the director was actually probably like, good. It was the studio that fucked this up. I think so. Fuck. Cause yeah, like that was one of my, like that definitely drew me out of the film was those things. So those not being there would have been so much. Yeah. It's so weird to say you want to make a traditional horror film. And like the first Blair Witch was such a non-traditional horror film for the time. Yeah. This, this movie was so weird. 
<laughs> it could yeah, there, there there's there's some cool there's some cool nuggets there's some cool yeah. shiny diamonds inside there the original there. cut also film featured frank sinatra's witchcraft during the opening sequences now they probably Hawking. they probably didn't want to pay for it but then they replaced it with disposable teens by marilyn manson uh, but they'll pay for that yes by the way marilyn manson big time harasser rapist dude oh yeah terrible human being Men are off. But that song fucking slaps, though. (laughs) I mean, look, R. Kelly is a piece of trash who deserves to burn. But Remix to Ignition comes on. I'm going to fucking rock. Yeah, I'm not going to turn it off. Yeah, I don't know about about that. So, (laughs) Big Movie Experts supports R. Kelly. Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, supports the Remix to Ignition. (laughs) I go, boop, boop. Uh, anything else about this movie, guys? I yes. loved it. And I'm yeah. excited to give my star rating after I talk about how much I love it. <laughs> All right. So, guys, the budget for this movie was only $15 million. How the fuck did it even cost that much? Yes. Uh, the gross for it domestically got $26 million. Internationally, God. it got $21 million. So, worldwide, it got $47 million. It was a success. That's annoying that it was that it's still I mean it wasn't like the first movie where they like almost made ten times their money back, but mm-hmm. like a thousand times their money back or some shit. <laughs> it's uh, crazy. So they made all that money on September second, two thousand nine, and Sanchez and Daniel Myrick, the directors of the first movie, announced that they're going to intend to produce a Blair Witch three. The film would be a direct sequel to the first film that would potentially contain the actors from the first film in some context and would reference would not reference any of the events from book of shadows. Is that actually what the next one is? Or is that just, that never happened? Never happened. Given the status of film within a film Sanchez in uh, 2011 remarked that further development of the sequel is depending on the getting lying gates approval. The, to approve the idea and for his and Myrick's schedule to match, uh, they put it as the film was went into developmental hell. I mean, when you come off of a movie like this, it's not surprising that producers aren't really going to want to touch it. Yeah. So just to let people know what developmental hell means, it means it's a concept or ideas of uh, remains in development for especially a long time, often moving between different crews, scripts, studios before it progresses into production, even if it does. Um, or but projects in, in developmental hell are not officially canceled, but progress until development has reached a satisfying state ready for production. It usually just means that a script is now left in a drawer until someone finally comes along to pick it up and do something about it. But Man, then they find uh, detailed uh, uh, information about you. I'm super excited to watch episode three again or watch Blair Witch three again with a lore master present. Because I really like three and there's a lot of smart people that don't like it. Yeah. Cause (laughs) we talked to one of another member of no still entertainment who says the third one is real bad. And I, he saw it opening weekend. It's because of my stupid headcanon about how fucking cool Blair Witch three is. What, (laughs) Keith, I mean, you've complete, I mean, I came in to recording the first podcast for Blair Witch prepared to give the first movie two stars. You talked me into a three star and now you've talked me into loving Blair Witch. If we re-recorded that first podcast right now, I'd probably give it four. (laughs) 
But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to watch because Blair Witch, there's probably some cynical bullshit with Blair Witch 3. That's what I'm, I'm waiting. That's what I'm waiting for. I'm not going to, Lore Master, don't spoil me. I watched it and I liked it. And that's all I'm going to say now. But you already watched it? I've seen Blair Witch. I've seen Blair Witch 2016 twice now, two or three oh, times. Damn. That's so I, I'll be honest. Didn't even know that they redid Blair Witch. <laughs> I remember it. I remember, but then I forgot, the, I forgot about it. Uh, but let's go to the box office for October 27th through the 29th of the year 2000 for you guys. Ooh, I'm excited. Coming in number 10 in its fifth week with 1.8 million best in show. Ooh, I okay. love, damn, I love that movie. Uh, so I'll be honest, I just thought that was a Comedy Central movie. Didn't even realize no. it went to the actual theaters. It's good. Uh, number nine in its second week with 2.4 million, The Legend of the Drunk Master. Also a good movie. Jackie, JC. Yep. I mean, it's hard number, to hate Jackie Chan. Number eight with three in its third week with 2.6 million, The Contender. I I don't know what that movie is. I it's a boxing it movie. Is that the? Um, I I don't think it is. Not Pacino. Not the Russell Crowe one. No, no it, it's it's a it's not it's not a boxing movie. It is a like uh, someone's trying to run for vice president. Oh, it's a thriller political drama. Fucking no, Gary Oldman, I do Jeff love Bridges. that movie though, Keith. Head, no, that's Head of State. I was thinking Head of, of State. Head of, State. Head of State's yes. a great movie. Yeah, that's very funny. Very funny. Uh, damn, what a loaded a, cast in this movie. Coming in number seven in its first week with four point three million. Lucky numbers. Lisa, Lisa Kudrow, John Travolta. They they rigged the uh, lottery. Oh, never right, seen okay. it though. Coming in at number six in its first week. With 5.7 million, The Little Vampire. <laughs> I do not Jonathan, know them. Jonathan Lip Nikki. I've seen it except with the cousins. Uh, number five in its second week was 6.8 million. Pay it forward. That sounds familiar. Kevin Spacey, uh, Haley Joe Osmond, yep, yep, and yep, Helen yep. Hunt. Coming Dude, this in might f- be one of our worst weekends of movies. <laughs> Coming yeah, in famous, uh, fa- famous supporter of Kevin Spacey is Fake nope. Movie Experts Podcast. <laughs> nope, not true. <laughs> not even cut, kind of. Coming cut in it, at number four. Cut his mic. Cut his mic. Coming in at number four in its second week with 7.8 million, Bedazzled. Oh, Jesus. That's with Bre- um, Brendan Fraser. Austin Powers. What's um, your name? Oh, you mean Bedazzled. the lady? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who was in the first one and then died Elizabeth in the second one. Elizabeth Thank you. Hurley. Oh, my God. That was going to kill me. Coming in number three in its fifth week with eight million. Remember the Titans. God, great movie. Coming in number two in its first week with 13 million. Book of Shadows, Blair yeah. Witch 2. Hell yeah. Is this like the featuring. fourth movie that opened this weekend? There's so many movies that opened this weekend. It's the featuring third. Featuring Nickelback on the OST. So that means coming in at number one in its fourth week Ouch. with 15 million, Meet the Parents. Wow. Whoa, the Jesus. first one? Mm-hmm. Wow. I don't love that movie as much as a lot of people love that movie. Those movies suck. God, we can. So, that's a trilogy, isn't it? It is. At least. So let's go to the ratings for this uh Book Shadows, as IMDb gives it a 4 out of 10. That's generous. Rotten Tomato, all critics give it 14. Closer. 
Top critics give it 13. Audience gave it 18. Damn. So, uh, Keith, do you have any reviews from one uh, Ghost of Ebert as he was actually in this movie? Yeah, they actually caught the Ghost of Ebert on camera in this movie, which is pretty wild. And it he, is. Um, it is. He's pretty pretty forgiving for Roger Ebert standards. He's usually on top of that shit, but he gave it two out of four stars. And as far as a Roger Ebert reading series, I don't think that uh, this one warrants a reading series. Um, I'll give you a, okay, I'll, I'll give you a sentence. Sure, sure, sure. The Blair Witch Project was perhaps one of a kind. Its success made a sequel inevitable, but this is not the sequel I suspect anyone much wanted. So, like, does someone have to just, like, make a movie of shitting on a plate for Ebert to give something under, like, one and a half stars? Careful there. I'm I'm a big Ebert fan. All I'm saying is the dude doesn't love to give low stars. He's like, oh, you made a movie? All right, two stars. Hey, so I, I have, is an F. I'm just saying. I found a review off of IMDb from the year 2000 <laughs> after this movie came out. It's 10 out of 10. <laughs> And the headline is, What Happened? Uh, this film is an absolutely brilliant, a lot more to jump at than Blair Witch Project, and pretty scary. It leaves you wondering, what the hell was that? <laughs> Throughout the whole film, well, worth the time. In fact, so good, I'm going to go see it again tonight. Wow. I may have started slow, but soon get, it may have started slow, but it gets into action. Very genius idea to the film. It is as it did. I can't wait for four, five, and six. I mean, <laughs> it was nice of the director to leave a comment on his own film. Hey. Hey. Oh, this guy's name was Ricky, so. Damn it, you've caught me. Got Yo. you, you son of a bitch. Find, so let's find fake movie experts reviews on imdb.com. Yeah, we're, we're there. We're, <laughs> we're there. Uh, when, I'm not going to read it, but one of the other headlines is called What's Wrong with America? So that came out in 01. That's a long one. So let's rank this movie. So we're going to rank best crew, spooky moment, best villain, and overall rewatchable. There you go, Rick. Oh, my movie. God. He got it for once. <laughs> rewatchable is the hard. That's, that's the one with this. So let's start with best crew. So either one or two. I mean, it's clearly one. Thank you. The one makes more sense, but two has like like Janice. Raw dog. Or whatever yeah. the fuck her name Kim is. Kim Director. <laughs> it's literally her name in real life and the movie. No, it's Kim Diamond. Like, she was Ooh, awesome. Sexy. The witch, like, she, I've there seen was, that movie now. <laughs> there was literally, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm voting this one better. There was actually a witch. Well, I'm going to out, I'm going to out. Why are you talking? Keith? The witch isn't part of the crew. The witch is its own ranking. Yeah. No, no, there was. She's the villain. She, she She's the villain. Wicked. Oh, you're God damn it! I always confuse it when you say witch. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going crew one because if there wasn't a crew one, there wouldn't be a crew two. I'm trying. I'm trying to be a hipster asshole. You guys are right. Yeah, I mean, you, you are. Guys are so, right. God, let's move on to spooky. So you're trying to moment. be yourself. Yes, absolutely. So spookiest moment. Okay. There isn't one. The tree. The tree got me. And the the backward the camera the recordings really that that's that I mean, was spooky. Within this movie, yes, those two th- those two scenes were the scariest scenes. It's clearly one. Well, yeah, I mean it's scarier. 
Like, but, at least there's some level of fear in the first one, especially with the ending scene of him standing in the corner. Yeah, well, we did, well, we did rank the first one via a scene. So we have, for this, it's the end of the first one. So uh, I think it's worthwhile mentioning, like, what are the spooky scenes within this movie? Like, but there are no spooky scenes in this movie. All right. Well, That's I'm, my take. Okay. Um, what about a wet girl on the hallway or you was that know. spooky though that was more just like that wasn't scary dumb like i was uh, more like what the f-? like i still don't know what that okay. was and why there was a scene of her dry later in the movie the so, scene of getting the scene of getting too drunk getting so drunk that a witch gets pissed off at you that's pretty scary you're just making shit up at this point no, if you go out of the woods and get blackout drunk on jack daniels and cigarettes then like put a camera up on the rock and then uh, <laughs> you go, so, you fall right. asleep, and you wake up the next morning. You so review the camera, and then you're just like, "Wait a minute!" <laughs> so we're just gonna say none. Yeah, okay. Keith's really grasping at straws here. Yes, that's so, terrifying to me. Best villain. So Confirmed I guess Blair Witch Keith is scared of Barney. I'm Confirmed. scared of getting drunk in the woods alone. Yeah, and <laughs> stop doing it. You know, you know when you're not alone. And so when you're playing and playing Nickelback, and then they got your back. Because <laughs> they you have all those photographs. No, you yeah. gotta. It's only scary when you pause Nickelback when the tourists show up, and then yeah. you keep it playing when they get out of here because you can finally start partying again. Yes. Yep. 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 <laughs> so Blair Witch one villain or Blair Witch two villain? I mean, Blair so the Blair Witch. Witch. It's more powerful in this one because it's the people. They're yeah, the real villain. Higher body count. I would because pro- I actually thought like the villain sucked in the first one. Yeah. Because they should have done more with it. I actually will say that the witch in our head canon is better in this one. Yeah. Though she yeah. should stop sending her stupid looking children out to do things. Yeah. Yeah. Just straight up ripping off the exorcist one. <laughs> well, there was homages to the exorcist and evil dead two in this movie. And so yeah, they did what well, they just dressed her up like the fucking exorcist kid. Someone please explain to me why she was dry in that one scene. Science, buddy. I like my kids wet. Ew. All right, Kevin Spacey. Phrasing. (laughs) Uh, All right, boys. Rewatchable movie. One or two. And I'll just start here. One. Okay. So here's the only argument. It's all about what head frame you're in. Are you looking to watch a trash movie that's really funny and fun to watch? Then I'm going to rewatch too. Because I was a, like, there is a rewatchability to this movie because of how bad it is. It's very funny. Like, two is very funny. Like, if we were hanging out in a group and we were just like, dude, you know what we should watch right now? Blair Witch 2. And like, I, I can see no. that happening. Obviously, no. Joe's not there, but like Keith and I are going to be like, dude, let's fucking no. watch Blair Witch. I would excuse myself from the, the room and go jerk off. <laughs> and that's why Joe's going to die to the witch. No, you the they're going to climb in his dick. <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll bring out my own Blair Witch <laughs> covered in white. Okay, but seriously, it's it's the first one. Yeah, I mean, yes, the answer is the first one, but I very strongly agree with you, Rick, that if I'm I'm picturing like a a Netflix and chill situation on like an early date, like this would be a hilarious movie because you could talk over it the whole time. Keith, you trying to fuck to Blair Witch 2? That is kind of weird. 
Do you no. understand what Netflix and chill is? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's, this movie was very horny. I've said it earlier in the podcast. This is by far the most horny movie in the series. In, in your horny scale, what 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 do you give it? It's um six owls out of ten. <laughs> Jesus, we didn't talk <laughs> enough about the scene of the girl making out with the owl in the video. In my opinion, yeah, that that thought ass owl. <laughs> I just don't know how she got it down to him. To I mean, her and let let's be honest. The owl it, had so it coming. Why. The owl dressed far too provocatively. Yeah, the owl shouldn't dress yeah, like that. Shouldn't dress like that. So, uh, Rick, let's go to the star glazer. Oh, let's is glaze. it time to glaze those stars? <laughs> yep. So, uh, can you give us what we did last for the Blair Witch? Oh, Joe, you know I can, baby. So, why don't you uh, lay it on down for me? I, I'm sorry. I don't know why <laughs> nope. I'm trying to make it so nope. sexy. Not doing that. <laughs> Not doing that <laughs> at Listen. all. This is the horniest movie in the series. We don't get to like try to copy that ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So the Blair Witch Project came in at 3.3 stars. Keith gave it four. Joe and I came in at three stars apiece. So Keith, what do you give it, Mr. Four for Blair Witch? Two stars, but I love it. <laughs> Two stars? Yeah, but I love it. You rank this higher than Fast and Furious 6. Yeah, two and a quarter stars. Oh, my God, it went up. <laughs> you rank this higher than Tokyo Drift and three out of the four Predator movies. This is so much better than Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I, I Rick, am, what do you give it? I'm giving it half a star. The movie's trash, dude. This movie's I, a piece of shit. But that's what makes it great. Keith is too friendly, like too courteous to all his fucking rankings. Besides, when, like, I, the movie's I, I, good. I, I like, literally picked the series. Think I'm going to rank it low? Are you kidding me? That's true. <laughs> I mean, Keith, you literally just ranked this higher than three out of four Predator movies. Well, that I stand by that. And then, like, when a good movie happens, you're like, you know what? I'm gonna give it at one and a half. It's like, what the? Fuck? Are you talking about Fast Seven where they parade You're damn right I am. gnarly ass? First of all, play he gave Khalifa. he he gave Fast Seven three stars. It was Fast Six. No, it's Fast Seven. No, no, no. He gave Fast Six like one and a half. Well, yeah, but he talked about when they were parading Paul Walker's dead ass across the screen. Yeah, you piece of shit. Yeah, I'm also joining on that half star rank. I'm against this dragging movie. corpses across screens. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh I'm giving it half because uh I don't I just I I I would say it's I bad. enjoyed it's bad. The, I know it's bad. Yes, it's, it is bad. I enjoyed the <laughs> idea of what the movie should have been, but it wasn't. So well, I, I, I ranked it really high. I feel kind of weird right now. You do. Well, you know what? Keith, I'm bringing it up to a one star for me because Thank you. This can't be our second worst movie by itself because The Predator, by far to me, is a worse movie than this. Collusion, good got him. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. Uh, so, one star, two. There's one a point- scene where Ch- Ch- Charlene, der- the director, goes and buys a six pack and shoves a nail file into a woman's ear. Keith, I don't understand how you don't, don't like you, that you're defending this movie when you, they had three chicks and you saw. One set of boobs, and the rest during the orgy, you see nothing or they're in bras. Joe, yeah, someone Eric, makes out with a goddamn owl. Eric mm. is clearly the like the the willing and horny one, I guess, or the one that like got harassed the most during production. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. 
All right. <laughs> this was the 90s. So, so it probably wasn't nice. <laughs> the Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, comes in now at 1.3 stars. Tying it with The Predator and Fast and Furious, no thus, as our second worst movie. I don't know if we'll ever come across something that beats Legally Blonde 2, Red, White, and Blonde. Is, I mean, is how that can the you, worst one? Yep, at 0. .7 stars. How it was can damn you near unwatchable. And you gave that a star. You gave sure. that a full star. I don't remember why. I <laughs> <laughs> think it was a tight 90. Yeah, oh, that, that's it. That's it. <laughs> is that why this comes out at two and a quarter? It gets at it was, least a it was one a whole, and a half? This, this was definitely longer than one. <laughs> it would have like 10 minutes. I think otherwise, it would have gotten a star. It would have gotten two and a half. So, yeah, 1.3. It's our, it's tied for our second worst movie with some real. I'll be honest, The Predator and the fourth Fast and the Furious movie or The Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. I'm watching The Book of Shadows Blair Witch 2. Yeah. Fast and Furious. The Fast and Furious is so bad. Or no, no, no. Fast. it's just no, fast, fast and, and furious. Take the, uh, the out, buddy. Yeah, the thanks. fast uh, and the furious yeah. is the first movie. Very rewatchable. Oh, yes, like, it is. Fast Furious, got it. I think it was the third most rewatchable. Keith, did you pick all these movies because they're all tight ninety? I mean, because they all are. <laughs> Keith, are you only ever going to pick tight nineties? Is that going to be your thing? It's what I like. Oh, God. oh huh, that's fine. So, boys, this brings it into Keith likes his movies like he likes his women. Tight and 90. <laughs> Very specific genre. <laughs> <laughs> so, this brings it into Book of Shadows, Blur Witch 2. As we're moving on to the final movie, Blur Witch, that came out in 2016. It is weird that it's just Blair Witch. 2016. Like the it's, first ones at least. They took the, the out. They, they went fast fierce route. They took the out. Because it was the Blair Witch. Now it's just Blair Witch. There's probably some like pre and post Donald Trump history we can talk about with that one. Kind of like, like Columbine and 9 11. Um, you, you do that research, buddy. Christ. <laughs> you do that. Uh, now, what's a post Donald Trump horror movie like? I don't know. <laughs> just soul crushing because everything around us is soul crushing yeah it's it's pretty grim it's pretty grim out there boys <laughs> let's let's be honest i think no scary movie can compare to how scary real life is nowadays yeah it ain't good the fucking gulf of mexico was literally water water was literally on fire it was 130 degrees in death valley a couple of days ago yeah <laughs> it was like 100 in the antarctic yeah boys, we didn't start the fire we're all going to die. The but third movie you actually die, stars Billy Joel. But before you die, guys, you can go to nocellentertainment.com and re- look at all of our blogs and listen to all of our podcasts and look at lovely photos that the producer drew of us. I mean, when I'm sitting there, like, praying to God that Bruce Willis prevents the asteroid from crushing and murdering us all, I'll be listening to one of the glorious amount of podcasts that are no cell entertainment.com it goes it goes thotty owl and then thotty keith that's the order <laughs> it goes in thotty 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 <laughs> uh like like we we're just saying go to no cell entertainment.com no cell entertainment.com you can follow all of us on social medias no cell Joe, entertainment is it true that? that no cell entertainment.com got a new coat of paint and is looking beautiful almost it's as pr- beautiful as a thotty owl it's pretty revamped you know, revamped, you know. I don't know if it's that thoughty enough, but it's yeah, thoughty. Yeah, be careful there, Rick. Yeah. 
It's pretty thoughty. Uh, you can follow all of us all, all on social medias. You can go follow No Cell Entertainment on any social media. Uh, you can follow Keith on Christian Mingle. And like always, you can listen to all of our podcasts wherever you listen to a podcast. I can't top thoughty owl. <laughs>